What is now? How long is now, Gavin? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Is that now? Is it three seconds? Is now just kind of like today's era? Is it two years? Hmm. The longer we think about now, there's research showing that the longer we think about now, the more we tend to think about future generations. Having a good idea doesn't get stuff. And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion. We would have died, obviously. Scholarship should cultivate the virtues. Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Voices of Santa Clara podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Cosgrave. I'm a senior here at Santa Clara University. I hope you're having a good week. Um, this interview is with Andrew Isaac. It's the second in the uh, Bronco Posse series. So there's a, a series of magazine covers featuring different adjunct faculty at Santa Clara. So a little background, Andrew Isaac, uh, his work is focused on communication of teams and organizations that work in high pressure situations such as fire firefighters and sports teams. Uh, he's also conducted research projects on different topics within communication, like uh, how time uh, affects communication, and he's co-authored a book on sports and identity. He's also the main instructor for public speaking at Santa Clara University, uh, and you'll figure that out pretty quickly. He's fun to listen to. In this episode, we get into Isaac's career path, how time impacts communication, his 2018 video creation journey, random sports knowledge, and more. So yeah, had a lot of fun with this conversation. Uh, Andrew Isaac is a great, easygoing guy, and I think you'll enjoy it. So here we go. To start out, how did you get interested in uh, communication or anything that you study or teach today? Were, were there any moments or experiences yeah. that kind of led to that? No, it's, it comes from real-world experience because I was working in uh, search engine marketing, which is like when you're looking for something on Google, there's ads on the side, people pay for it, and uh, I just hated my job so much. It was just, the people were great, the the things we were doing were interesting, you know, kind of looking at a lot of data and trying to write interesting um, uh, copy, but oh man, I felt like we were just making the world a worse place. You know, try, people who couldn't afford mortgages were trying to get them to take out mortgages. I'm like, what, what are we doing? This is this is stupid. Uh, but the thing that really fascinated me about that job, this was in San Francisco, was that my my boss, who I liked, would use so many, actually, just not, not just my boss, would use so many um, strange terms. Instead of saying something like, what's the big picture? It was like, what's the view from 30,000 feet? And I'm like, can we just use the shorter, more understandable version? So I was just fascinated by how people could not use the easiest term to use. They had to use something totally different. And that's called neology. It's a creation of new words. And uh, so when I was looking to go back to grad school, I, I called some of my undergraduate mentors and they were saying, yeah, you should look into communication because you're really interested in how people are interacting. And so I applied to some communication programs. I applied to some American studies programs. And uh, that's what got me into the field of communication. It's not what I ended up studying at all, though. My first semester at University of Texas in a communication program, I started doing something else. But that's what got me into communication is just seeing the way that people communicated. And I was just fascinated by the strangeness of it all. 
Hmm. Yeah. And then in your time at grad school, how did you you figure out like within communication things you'd want to yeah. focus on later or do research on or yeah. any of that? Uh, you know, it's a cliche, but you should study what you're passionate about. I mean, I, it doesn't mean that you can just study anything. But for me, when I was in grad school, I was noticing that um, there were things that gave me a lot of energy. When I'd, you know, something about teams would give me energy because I've always loved sports. I, I, I think teamwork is one of the most fascinating concepts in uh, just in, in any sort of humanity. The idea that we would work together to do something better than we could individually. Um, and then you have sports, which are like just so weird to think about. We've created a set of rules and we're going to play by these rules and people are going to argue about it. And it's all very fascinating to me. So um I started getting, you know, whenever we have a project, I'd, start, I'd do something on Teams. Um, I took a group communication class my second semester, and that's what kind of got me into that. Uh, and then um, my advisor said, you can't study sports because uh, sports, uh, you know, you'll just kind of be looked at as somebody who wants to be an athlete and you can't, you know, it's not a good idea. Um, so I ended up studying uh, firefighting teams because that was a very meaningful field that was related to to sports because they do really similar things. So that's what pushed me in that direction. And my advisor was right about a lot of things, but he was wrong about that. People do care about sports quite a bit. Um, But um, I did enjoy my research on firefighting teams and teams like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, What is chronemics? Okay. So that (laughs) is, uh, you know, comes from the same root word. Uh, Chronemics comes from the same root word as like chronology. Um, It's the study of... um, um, time as a nonverbal component of communication. Hmm. So there are different kind of nonverbals, right? You have, um, like I'm doing right now. Can't you guys see it on the podcast? Um, there's gestures, right? There's one of those. There's facial expressions, things like that. Um, but timing matters as well. So the, one of the best examples is you send a message to a friend, or let's, I don't know, somebody you're interested in, like, hey, you want to go on a date sometime? And uh, you text them. Don't text him. Ask him in person, Gavin. Don't do that. But anyway, you you text him, right? Um, And you see three dots, right? Right. And then you see three dots. And you still see three dots. And three dots are there for like 10 minutes. And you go, oh my gosh, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And all sorts of things run through your mind. And the response comes back and it's like, sounds great. And you go, well, why did it take so long for that response to happen? Well, that's a great example of how the timing of something affects our interpretation of a message, mm-hmm. right? Uh, humor is another good example. Like the timing matters so much for good humor, right? And it's an example of how we can find other people to be more in tune with the world mm-hmm. around them, just because of the way that they their 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 timing, right? The mm-hmm. way that they the way they speak. Um, but it's it's broader than that. There are things like. Um, the ways in which we're expected to work, the ways in which our um, time is segmented. Um, you and I have a 1030 meeting and you show up at 1030, right? That's what happens in the United States. Because when we talk about 1030, it means 1030, mm. right? And if we were in another country, um, you know, my parents are from Egypt, uh, although they're very, my parents are very punctual, but um, in Egypt or in Brazil or in Mexico or Argentina, you say 1030, it's like you can kind of show up in the morning sometime, right? So the, the the meaning behind those words is going to be different depending on who you're talking to, uh, depending on what culture you're talking in. And so those are just some examples of how time and communication are very strongly interrelated. And we don't really think about it uh, that much because time is like 
Sometimes like, we take it, for, take it for granted. Yeah. You know, we just don't think about it very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, what's maybe one of your favorite classes to teach here at Santa Clara? Yeah. Uh, well, we've kind of, I think we've hit on the two that okay. I, for sure. So I love teaching communication and sport. Uh, uh-huh. I teach that twice a year, uh, usually. So once during the school year, once in the summer. Um, and then I, I'm teaching a time and communi- communication thesis. I oh, taught it last wow. spring. I'm going to teach it next spring. So spring 2021, and that's a thesis class for uh, communication majors, huh. and um, and it's all related somehow to this like time yeah. concept that people are doing yeah. research on, or how does yeah. that work? Yeah. So um, you know we go through different um, constructs or different kind of areas of study within time and communication. So um, different aspects of things like um, like pace and um, culture. And um, just the study of what time is as we talk about it. Um, that's the, I, I just love that class because I feel like it, I, I was surprised, not surprised, I was happy with how many students would say like, oh, this is really changes like how I thought about this concept. So let me give you an example. There's a natural rhythm to the day, right? So what happens in the morning? Gavin, you tell me, this is a little quiz for you. What happens in the morning with that big bright ball in the sky? The, the, the sun rises. The sun rises. And there's and, light. And that signifies the beginning of the day, right? right? Then you have something called high noon, right? So the sun's the highest in the sky. Then what happens with the sun in the afternoon? It, it sets. It starts to and set. Unfortunately, yeah. now in January, you're like still in class and then you get exactly. out and it's dark and it's terrible. Exactly. And why is that? How come, why don't we just have daylight savings time all year round? Okay, well, here's an example of how, like, we're using time to try to shape society. But in any case, that's a natural rhythm. You have a natural rhythm of the year, right? Kind of cold right now. I don't like this outside. I don't, what is it, 62 degrees? I can't, this is unacceptable to me. But in the summer, it's nice and warm, right? And in the spring, we have all the flowers blooming. And in the fall, we have all the, you know, like all the leaves. So we have these natural rhythms. What's up with the seven day work week? Is that a natural rhythm? I don't know, but yesterday in my uh-huh. in my Bible class, uh-huh. in the Genesis story, yes. seven days, you know, 3,000 years ago, they're already using this weekly rhythm from agriculture right. society. Right? So we have this seven-day thing coming from the Bible, and it's not a natural rhythm, yet we've brought it into our lives as very natural. We see the seven-day, and we see the week as something that we measure life by, right? We measure life by weeks. Why? It's something that we've created, right? It's not like a thing that naturally occurs, yet we try to incorporate that into our natural rhythm. So in the same way, we do things like with the word now. What is now? How long is now, Gavin? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> is it, is it, is it, is that now? Is it three seconds? Is now just kind of like today's era? Is it two years? Mm-hmm. The longer we think about now, there's research showing that the longer we think about now, the more we tend to think about future generations. Hmm. So if I think about now as 50 years, as opposed to one year, I'm more likely to do things like want to plant a tree, Hmm. right? Because that tree could be beneficial to somebody 20 years from now. If I think of now as 10,000 years, then I'm more likely to say, maybe I shouldn't be, you know... um, uh, using all these fossil fuels as an example, right? Yeah. And sorry for bringing politics into this. But the longer we think of now as, the more likely we are to think about other people. Huh. And that's a great example of how our our conceptualization of time has changed how we do everything. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we expect things like that, right? People get upset when they don't get something delivered within two days now. Just think about, I mean, maybe, how old are you, Gavin? 
21. 21. Okay. So 10 years ago, when you were 11, if you wanted to order a, what were you ordering? A, a, you know, a PlayStation 3 controller? Um, just give me, I don't know, what were you I doing? Went to, went to the store. Went to the store. Okay, <laughs> went to the store. But if you couldn't get delivered in two days, you didn't go like, no, I can't get delivered right. in two days. What the heck? Now people want, literally, they want things delivered from Amazon the same day. And if it's not delivered the same day, it's like, what is wrong with it? Like, how could I not get it the same day? We've we've changed the way we think about how things should be delivered to us, when messages should be received, right? I should be able to, my, my employee should be able to respond to me at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. They have this device right here. It's called a phone. I gave it to them. How could they not respond to me all hours of the day? It has dramatically changed the way that we shape our conceptualizations of time, work time and play time and alone time. It's all different. And so those kind of things affect how we communicate with each other in lots of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And one additional thing I'd add, I think, is just the the psychology of how we perceive time is interesting, right? Like yeah. this, this summer I was in India for two oh, months yeah. on, oh, this, so on this project. Did you, we'll, you take a train there it's, at any point? It's culturally different, but also because... I was in so many different places within India yeah. doing so many, like every day was so new and unexpected. Yeah. The time felt really slow while yeah. I was there. Huh. And then coming back into the more familiar spaces and routines of of home in California and eventually Santa Clara, uh, it just feels like time just whizzes by, right? And, and yeah. the time since India has happened super quickly. So but, that's yeah. that's very common. So when we experience something new or different, we tend to notice a lot more things, which makes us feel that time is moving slower, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same reason why um, if you... Um, you can remember like everything from you know your graduation day, right? You remember all because it's graduation day, right? It's like all these yeah. exciting things happened. But on a normal Monday, you're like, ah, yeah, that day just kind of whizzed by. So it, it's a very, it's and by the way, if you went to India, if you stayed five years there, by your fifth year, you'd be like, yeah, the days are moving like that because right. it's not new to you anymore. Right. So yeah, I mean that's that stuff's all like I find it very fascinating the way it works. It's psychology, communication, sociology. Yeah, almost totally, together. totally cool stuff. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, you did yeah. a, a project in 2018 where you you said you'd make 52 videos. Yeah, correct. So kind of why did you do that and what came out of that yeah. project? Well, so it's important to know that I am a I'm a lecturer here. I'm not a professor. So. While lecturers and professors will often do the same kind of things, research, teaching, service, they have to do them in different amounts. Hmm. Um, As a professor trying to get tenure, you are expected to uh, publish a certain amount. Um, That's your research component. And that amount is definitely higher than is expected for me as a full-time lecturer. Um, As a full-time lecturer, the expectations for me are lower. There's really no other way to put that. Um, I saw an opportunity for me as I wasn't really enjoying academic writing very much, I mean, I was publishing some things, like on, on firefighting um, and on sports too. Um, I wasn't loving writing, but I've always enjoyed making videos. Those videos are always very amateur. Mm-hmm. So what I thought to myself is, I know that I can get credit at Santa Clara for making videos, mm-hmm. but I don't have the skills I think I need to do it effectively. So I thought in 2018, what I would do is I would push myself to just do a lot of work, mm-hmm. like to just go through that phase of like, I stink at this, right? Because I, I, I know, like I, I, you know, I'm looking at it, it's like, I know I'm not doing this well, but I want to get better at it. And so I tried to make 52 videos, basically releasing one every Wednesday uh, for the whole year. Um, in 
order for me to get stronger at that skill. And I, the thing I learned the most is like, here are the things that matter the most, mm-hmm. right? Sound, story, editing, lighting. Those are the things that matter a lot. And I mean, other things matter too, but also like understanding like my workflow, understanding like what stories are, can help people connect and what stories people find to be more, less interesting. And so that was my project. Something I did when I knew that I had a little bit of like a buffer between me and when I was going to be evaluated uh, on my research. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then finally, like, why do you, I know you're a big, a big sports fan. You have yeah. a lot of sports knowledge. Like, why is that something that's important to you? And like, what types of, I don't know, like how, how, how does sports fit into your oh, life? Oh, it's now? all pointless. No, it's totally, it's totally <laughs> pointless. Like all the, I just wonder, like, why do I know that Mark McGuire hit 49 home runs in 1987? What mm-hmm. a pointless piece of information. Like I could be, I, there are so many more important things in life. You have that stuck in my head. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. like when you get a song stuck in your head, mm-hmm. what can you do about it? You can't do anything about it. You can't like fill it with like, ah, well this, you know, uh, Old Town Road's in my head. I'm going to, I should be listening to Vivaldi instead. No, it doesn't work that way. It's just Old Town Road's in your head. There's so much sports knowledge, it's like useless. But sports are still really interesting, right? So I I just find this idea of like people trying to do something that is at the extremes, right? I'm not watching okay baseball players or okay basketball players. We're watching like the best in the world. And they're trying to do something extreme, but they have to use their teams, right? They have to think about... How is my opponent thinking about what I'm doing? And, you know, all that stuff I find to be really interesting. So the sports trivia is useless. But the, uh, the like, I think sports is a good kind of like, um, I kind of, I call it like the ultimate reality show. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's people actually competing on something that they're really skilled at. And there's no, with few exceptions, like figure skating, um, there's no judging, right? It's not subjective, generally. It's you win or you lose um i think losing is fine too like there's a lot of value in that but it's just really interesting how there's this competition that every year produces the winner and we kind of go back and we start again and it's all just kind of fascinating yeah sorry that was a very vague no no totally totally that makes sense there's a couple questions i like to ask at the end of every episode yeah Uh, the first one what advice would you give to an incoming student at santa clara uh I would say um, don't be afraid to do um, do things that you think other people aren't doing. So um, if your classmates aren't going to office hours, uh, you go to office hours, you know, if it's available for you. If there's a um, thing you a club you want to start that's different than other people are doing, just start it anyway. If everybody's going to a party on a Friday night and you don't want to go, then don't go. Like, I mean, don't sit in your room and do nothing, but do, do whatever you want to do. Like, do, do what makes you... Um, what gives you life and gives you energy. Um, and you should try to explore what Santa Clara has to offer. There's there's so much to do here. You don't have to do the same way everybody else does it. Uh, in fact, the, the students who probably come out of here with the most value are the ones who forge their own path mm-hmm. at Santa Clara. Kind of like you're doing with this, yeah. right? With the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, on, a, on a broader scale, if you could send a message to every person in the United States, uh-huh. what would you want to say? I'd be like, come on, people. What are we doing here? Like, let's get real. Can we just just do this the right way, please? You, you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't have to go into details here. I'm not going to name names. Just like, come on. What in the world is happening? That's that'd be my message. That, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. And and finally, what does an ideal Saturday look like for you? Ooh, what season are we talking about? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe spring. Spring. Ooh, okay. 
ideal Saturday in spring. Like a re- a real Saturday in my actual life uh, right now? No, nah, it doesn't have to be. Real. Doesn't have, okay. It's ideal. Ideal. I know, but it's like ideal. Okay, well, I'll just okay. To give but you, maybe, maybe it, yeah. like, it could hypothetically happen. Well, to give you like the you realistic get, like, tr- one, te- no teleportation. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> well, to give you the realistic one, it would be uh, uh, I'd like to wake up and uh, drive over the hill of Santa Cruz and um, you know walk on the beach or not walk on the beach, but walk on the water. I don't like sand in my shoes, but uh, walk on the water for a little bit, buy a couple things, you know, to eat, uh, some tacos, maybe some stuff in the farmer's market, head back, uh, coach my kids Little League, because uh, my kids play Little League in the spring. My daughter's playing baseball right now, and my son's going to start playing baseball in like a month. Um, and then uh, you know, head over to an A's game probably with some friends. That'd be, you know, that's an ideal but then you got the NBA playoffs too. I mean, my ideal Saturday. Oh, I gotta play sports too. Okay, okay. so we gotta, we'll just throw all that in together. Okay, little bit of, little bit of playing sports, a little bit of coaching sports, a little bit of watching sports. Yeah, that makes for a pretty good day, I think, in, on a yeah. Saturday in the spring. And then hopefully it's like a June or May spring Saturday, so the right. quarter's almost over, so students are getting happier. That that that'd be pretty good, I think. Awesome. Well, Andrew, thanks so much for doing this podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Gavin. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify so that you don't miss an episode. Check out the website at VoicesOfSantaClara.com for some shortened transcripts. And you can like the Facebook page and follow on Twitter. I'll see you next time.